baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. We can discuss anything in talk radio. Everything is politics. Everything is political. Political talk radio doesn't just have to be, you know, the in through the front door politics. Marriage is a big issue of how do people reconcile differences in nonviolent ways? That's what all human relationships have to strive for. And that's what politics is for. It is a protection against violence by offering an alternative course for problem resolution, for conflict resolution. And we have to use our imaginations. And one of the things I am moving away from in my political beliefs is the idea that we should be telling each other how to live. I favor a libertarian approach to government, which is the American system of government. That is one where we leave each other alone to do whatever we choose in our pursuit of our own happiness. You remember those words and those thoughts. The idea is it's our life to live. And as long as we're not interfering with the rights of others to pursue their own happiness, we get to do whatever we want in pursuit of our own. And we've come a long way from that. And, and one of the important aspects of that is that we have a right to keep our own money and to live our own lives with that money. And uh, that means you don't have 50% taxation going on. Because that's confiscatory. Is that what they call it? Yeah, I don't like the sound of that or the feeling of that. And I know that's not what America was meant to be. It wasn't meant to use our own money to imprison us. It was, it was designed to have a government protect us from being imprisoned by the government. We've lost sight of that. We'll take phone calls and do rants coming up on WTIC. Live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC. I feel like it's Friday, but it's not. We still have a whole nother wonderful day to go after today. What a relief. And there's inclement weather, which always makes things kind of exciting, doesn't it? Coming our way. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 751-4698. We are going to do the rants in just a couple minutes. Let's talk to Dave and Bradford. Remember, we do take calls during the rants. On WTIC, David Branford, hi. Uh, Todd, inclement weather, a lot like inclement weather. In yes. <laughs> I want to talk about Tony Guerrera. One of Tony Tolls. Uh, Tony Tolls. I want you to pull up that soundbite. So he is the worst of the, of the swamp creatures. He is, yes. He was the one out pushing that ridiculous toll idea, yes. and he did not get reelected. So his reward for carrying water for the toadies was he was given a job in the swamp as part of the DMV. Now Lamont is going to promote him to be the head of the DMV. He'll be the commissioner. 
Tony Tolf. Yes. And so this is where I would like you to pull up that preposterous soundbite where he said, if we pass tolls, Connecticut's <laughs> going to be the most wonderful estate you could ever imagine. Yeah. If only we'd pass the tolls. Uh, down with the swamp. That is the worst nature of the one-party system. I've and been uh, I've been looking for. Well, I don't know if that even you know having a two-party system in the state doesn't necessarily eliminate it, but it makes it harder because I part of what you're saying is that uh, Tony lost his last election after doing his ridiculous support for tolls, over the top, suck up, lying insider defense of the toll proposal that the governor was uh, pushing a few years ago. And he lost, and his reward for losing was to get a job that's much more secure, pays a ton more money, and elevates his retirement into the kind of zone that the special people get. He took one for the team. What a guy. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for the time. Thank you, Dave. Oh, man. Tony Tolls is back. Yeah, I've been trying to find that sound. It's stuck inside a computer that I have to figure out a way to break into, unfortunately. The Tony Tolls sound. If if there's anyone to whom I sent the Tony Tolls sound, and you have it still, please uh, send the sound cut back to me. But otherwise, I will find it eventually. I just have to... uh, I've got this old Apple computer, and it's um, it's just not – I'm not that good with – it's the only Apple I ever bought, computer from them I ever bought. And it's um, it's just difficult, and it, it, it's – I don't know how to get into it. It takes a smarter guy than me. If it was a normal computer, I'd be fine, but different altogether with Apple. I just haven't bought. I've got an iPad, but otherwise, I'm I'm devoid of uh, Apple contact. I've never done the um, Apple smartphone thing or anything. So there, that's just how it goes. Let's play some rants. Let's give it a try anyway, because the well, it's playing, but they're not going out over the air, which means I'm doing something wrong. Because it was working. What am I doing? Ah, wait a sec. Maybe that's it. No, let's try this. Come on, baby. Where's Joe Biden when you can when you need him to do one of his come on, man's? He's only last ah, a couple years. There it is. There it is. I found it. Wait a sec. Hang on a sec. Let me get it turned up. I was just uh, using the board wrong. Here we go. Hey Todd, here's a little question about your electric vehicles. How long do the batteries last? And what's it going to cost to replace them when they die? I know my little battery drill, lithium batteries, only last a couple years. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Electric cars are a hoax, as is most of the reaction to the climate change theory. Even if the climate change theory is true, electric cars are non-responsive. Even if electric cars are good, even if you like your electric car, That doesn't mean electric cars will protect the world from the burning of fossil fuels because the people who are buying electric cars aren't saving us anything. The idea that we're paying people to buy electric cars to kick off an industry based on ideas that have been forced onto us by a government which lies to us constantly – by the way, this is uh, that, that comedy cut. Roland, can you pull that cut up and play it for us? Roland sent me a comedy cut. It's great, and it's sort of applicable here. 
It'd be good to throw in. Yeah, electric cars don't work. Wait, hello, Ted. It's the president. This is a throwback. I'm mixing in some old rants here. Wait, hello, Ted. It's the president. It's been a while. I thought I'd give a shout-out to you here, you and Mikey. Uh, it's official, Ted. But I'd like to say that I kept one of my campaign promises. Remember in my 2016 campaign rallies, I said over and over, you'd get tired of winning. I said you'd get tired of winning, you'd be sick of it. And apparently, it's happened, Ted. You're tired of winning, and they want the blue to spread all over. So I'll be going to Morelago. It'll be amazing. And I probably won't have to put as much orange tan on my face now because I'll be getting some great sun, <laughs> some great Florida sunshine. Florida sunshine, Ted. So we'd just like to say you and Mikey are great. Keep up the good work. I almost named Don Jr. Mikey. I love that. It's got a special place in my heart, Mikey. I love Mikey Monday. I love it. He's incredible. He's totally incredible. He's a fantastic host. And Merry Christmas to all. And to all have a good night. Well, that, so that's the uh, President Trump uh, paying a little tribute to former producer Mike. We're now two producers on. We're now with the uh, the best producer yet. That's Roland. And uh, in between, we had Anthony. So uh, let me just play this rant again, then we'll listen to the cut that Roland found today. Hey, Todd, here's a little question about your electric vehicles. How long do the batteries last, and what's it going to cost to replace them when they die? I know my little battery drill, lithium batteries, only last a couple years. Goodbye. So my my recollection is that uh, this connects with that cut. Hopefully it does. All right, roll it for us, Roland. believe in any conspiracy theories i understand not all of them not most of them but you don't believe in any conspiracy theories you just think the government's just batting a thousand and telling us the whole truth that's a strong stance to take and again as i said before i don't like talking about politics on stage or off stage i don't like talking about things i don't feel like i'm truly knowledgeable in but I do know this. Our government is placed in charge of all of its people. I'm a father who's been placed in charge of just one son. And I lie all the time. What's that punchline? I lie all the time? Yeah. So uh, that connects pretty nicely to the whole electric car thing, doesn't it? And think about what... He's saying there that if you want to bring the naive young person or people into adulthood successfully, you have to deceive them. There's a paternalistic kind of relationship between government and us, and they're, they're feeling the same way. If we are going to be kept safe. See, this is one of the dark sides of Ned. I, I just want to keep you safe. If you just want to keep us safe, that means you'll tell us anything, doesn't it? To keep us away from what you perceive to be dangerous. I have a friend who tells me, well, he tells everyone stories about his father and, and uh, how his father was a tough guy. But, you know, old standard, old school. And one of the things the father did to teach his kids not to play with flames and not to play with matches, that fire was not something to be messed with, was he would light a match and then uh, put it onto their skin. 
you know, blow, I guess blow it out first and stick it on their skin or put it out on their skin so that they would feel some kind of pain without being harmed physically, but they would feel pain and they would understand the connection. That's something, you know, government does to us all the time. They cause us all kinds of pain in order that they can control us. Hi, Todd. Just have a gut feeling. I think we're going to see Trump in 2024. Either that is son. Just, just something I wanted to throw out to you and the rest of the audience. That was somebody who thought uh, something was possible that never occurred to the rest of us. Well, it was a different time and place. I've got some old rants mixed in tonight. God, I was thinking, seeing how Connecticut can't seem to muster a red, n- never mind wave, how about just a successful red campaign at any level of any kind, and the chairman is stepping down, I have a suggestion, why don't we use your platform uh, as a means to, uh, as a means to get some sort of uh, maybe a little public type of interview going on for any candidates who might be interested. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any way uh, that that you know of any impact that that might have on the public opinion, but just a thought. So that rants from uh, about a year and a half ago, I guess it was when we were when when the Republican Party was looking for a new chairperson. And, of course, uh, J.R. Armando left, and the, the new chair, Ben Proto, came in. But uh, think about where we were at then and what we've been through since and where we're at now, which is pretty much the same place we were then, except worse. And uh, what does that suggest that we need moving forward? This is what's inspiring me to want to— start a, a party based on American values and that articulates American values so so that everybody can rally behind it, understanding what it is and not thinking it's something different from what the people who run it think it is. Hi, this is Bill in Bristol. It's Thursday, around 3.27. You're talking to Tom about Kamala becoming president and how can it happen? Either she or Jill Biden throws him down a flight of stairs. And Kamala appoints her as vice president. So she doesn't have to put up with Nancy. And then we have two ladies in the White House. And uh, wow. God bless you. <laughs> two ladies in the White House. I don't care what, what uh, sex they are. Let them be whatever they want to be. Let them just believe in the best interests of America and be in pursuit of the best interests of America, not just in pursuit of the garbage that their party wants. Hey, Todd, why did they get rid of the pull lever voting machines? That was because they could not be hacked. There's no electricity to it. There's no computers connected to it. There's no paper ballots that can be delivered late or incorrect. Mm-hmm. The machine does not fit in somebody's trunk. Yep. It can't accidentally be misplaced. Yeah, all good points. You silly lemmings! You didn't finish your Kool-Aid! Now King Ned is going to have to investigate alternatives. Open up and say, ah, time to put the tolls up! Yep. We're getting back into toll 
uh, territory, I have a feeling. 860-522-9842. Let's talk to Steve in Springfield. Hey, Steve. Hi, Todd. How are you doing? What's happening? Um, when you were talking about a new political party, um, one thing that kind of struck me, you know, the whole idea of less government. And, but, but the thing is, what we really need is a powerful freedom message that's based on John Locke, the, the right to life, liberty, and property, the, the right to work and to own your own money, and, and to tell the government how much they can spend. Uh, in other words, it can't just be a non-interventionist. I mean, it's got to be a positive message of freedom. Um, I joined the Libertarian Party a long time ago, but the Massachusetts one, they were kind of kooks. They, they believed it was okay to have child pornography on the Internet, and, not, and they also believed that uh, you should be able to go into a drugstore and get whatever drugs you want. And that, to me, that put them in the, the John Birch Society kook category. Oh, but but free the the idea of having a small government and a free society would be that people can make those own decisions for themselves. Well, why saying, why is that yeah. kookness? But but it has to be proactive. Um, well, I'm with you yeah. on that. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying doesn't differ from me, except for that last part about about being kooky to not want government making your safety decisions for you. I think we can make our own safety decisions and lifestyle uh, okay, choices. Okay, the best thing to do is to base it on John Locke. Um, you know, right to life, liberty, and property. You have a right to earn and own your own money without having to... Yes, and, and that's foundational to the American system of government because... It, oh, absolutely. You're talking about Madison. You're talking about John Locke. You're talking about Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. So you're not saying anything... At least I'm not seeing what you want that's different from what I want. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is just the statement of less intrusive government. We've got to delineate what that is. Yeah, well, I'm going to delineate. No, virtually no government is what I'm after. Right, right. But, 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 but freedom as a powerful message can smash Marxism. It can smash any totalitarian doctrine. It, it can't like smash our clock, though, Steve. We've got to run. Thank you so much for the call. 860-522-9842. Yep, we're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. The roads aren't messy yet, are they? Let's check no. in with Mark. No, we're doing okay. You know who I got to meet finally last night? Uh, let me think. A company party. Yep. You met uh, some of your coworkers who you talk to every day on the air. I met Roland last night for the oh, first time. Finally Roland. got to meet Roland. Well, why have you Came been Came boycott- up and introduced himself to me. Very yep. nice guy. He's a great guy. Very nice guy. And uh, yeah, we were talking and yeah, nice guy. So I'm uh, welcome aboard. I'm glad he's here with and us. And you know one of the things I like that Roland does now when I introduce you, he puts you on the air. A little When he first started out, he wasn't so sure, but now he's... He's, he's I think he's confident that I'm going to be there now. Yeah. You got to you know you got to gain the person's confidence so and I understand and I think he's a little more confident that I'll be there now so. Well, that's a mistake. You'll <laughs> <laughs> learn that soon enough. Hey Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (laughs) Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Well, yes, indeed, it's us right here on News Talk 1080. Thanks for being tuned in. 860-522-9842. It's the holiday season. Everybody's schedules get messed up. You never know if everybody's going to be around, but David in Torrington is here. Hi, David. Hi, good, uh, good evening. I'm not a good speaker, so I'm going to make this quick. I'll let you answer it. But If you do what, that, then you're a great speaker. Yeah. <laughs> what? What gives our president, Mr. Biden, the absolute power or right to devote taxpayer dollars, your dollars, my dollars, and everyone else's dollars, to any country or cause that he feels is significant to do? Again, uh, I'll go back to today. I, I guess Africa was a, was a huge uh, recipient of billions of dollars. Ukraine has been a u- recipient of billions of dollars. Uh, Great Britain, we've uh, sent oil and, and whatnot to them. I understand that these people are allies, but what gives them the right to to allow all these tax dollars to go that 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 easily and quickly? Yeah, I, David, the, the question answers itself. It's outrageous. And the only thing that gives them the right is that we don't object. And we go along with it. And it's even worse now. They do the same thing with money domestically. They just give big chunks of money to their voters. I, 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 it's frustrating. Uh, you know, I've called them before. And, again, I, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with Connecticut for uh, the Democrat, uh, let's let's do it again and expect something different. And uh, it just <laughs> it's just too bad. It is. It's remarkable. But I, I think it's because the uh, the correct thing, which you've just stated, is not stated often enough and clearly enough. And we've got to keep doing that. Thank you for the call, David. You're a great speaker. All right. Thank you so much. Nice to talk with you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We got Reese coming up. We got a few more rants to get through. We've even got Mark Christopher to get through in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, can you believe it? Time for Reese from ReeseOnTheRadio.com. Hello there, Reese. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, you know, I've been meaning to ask you a question. Hang on one sec. Is Reese loud enough? It doesn't sound loud enough in my oh, headphones. Oh, am I not? Hold on. How about now? That's much better. That better. Thank you. Okay, my fault. Uh, for some reason, Roland doesn't mind if you can, you're can. you barely audible. So nah, keep that nah, in mind. Nah. Yeah. Roland's a good guy. He, he and I have, have to, we have to share some dirt. Anyway, but we'll get into that later. So I've been meaning to ask you this for a little bit, and I haven't had the chance to, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask now. And we may not even have enough time to sort of dissect it. But I understand you want to start a third party. Yes. Okay. So you're very interested in doing this. Did I even hear what the name of the party is going to be called? Well, we're we're taking ideas. Do you have an idea? You are taking ideas. Okay. So we haven't decided on yet. Okay. Now, 
Can I, as a friend of yours, because I consider myself a friend, is that fair to say? Well, it depends on what's coming next. Okay. Sounds like a um, setup, uh, uh, dangerous territory I'm walking into. <laughs> okay. All right. How do I put this in a loving and caring way? Uh-oh. Um, are you out of your mind? <laughs> why would you want to start a third party? I, I'll tell you why I have my reservations. But tell me why you, I, I know, I almost feel like there's a basic answer coming out of this, but why do you want to start a third party? Well, because the two we have are are uh, our enemies. I'm so, oh, oh, okay. So the uniparty, in essence, is what, you, what you're fighting against, if, if that's... Yeah, I want to bring back the American system of government. Okay. All right, now... Do you understand? I'm. I can't say that. I can't suggest that you wouldn't know. You do know the consequences of that. Means that thirty-five percent of the population will be determining. Well, here's the first of all. The idea is the, to start it in Connecticut and see how it goes, because Connecticut is in desperate need of a second party, and the Republicans have abdicated the position of being the second party. They're just there as creating the false impression that there's an opposition party. And given the fact that they, the more desperately an opposition party is needed, the more mm. seats, the well, the fewer seats the Republicans are winning each election cycle. Mm-hmm. So let me back up a little bit. It, it strikes okay. me that, the, um, that the, you've hit on what the problem is, why you can't have a third party normally. Right. Because what a third party tries to do is break the binary. And sure. people are happiest living in the binary. We like to say this one or that one. We'd right. like it to be a simple two. And that in America today is the left and the right, which means right. the ones who really want to plunder us bad and the ones who sort of pay lip service to the Constitution. Okay. And in Connecticut, the ones who sort of pay lip service to the Constitution have stopped doing that and don't make an argument for the Constitution, don't make an argument for having freedom. And are losing the elections. So the bri- the binary has been broken by the Republican Party. Therefore, okay. your question is non-operative in the state of Connecticut. Therefore, a third party, we can make an argument with a third party that states out clearly what the American system is and, and that we need to have liberty, and that means small government. That means them not taking all of our money, telling us mm-hmm. uh, ridiculous stories about why they need the money and then doing something totally different with it, just buying votes and rigging elections, which is what it turns out to what big government does. It it supports special interest groups that supports the, the parties in power. So so I think your objection is a, a valid one generically, but not valid to the state of Connecticut. Well, let me tell you why I believe that it is valid. Now, I just looked at the last election and I looked at it on I looked at the numbers here, sort of doing an, a, a mathematical autopsy. And the divide between Democrats and Republicans on this vote was a total of 175,000. That is a considerable amount of coverage for Republicans to make in order to win. If they could, if they could win an election, that's the ground they had to cover in Connecticut. For Republicans, that's a that's a considerable divide for a state like Connecticut, 175,000. It's not a thin margin. With a third party, in order for that third party to win, there is a considerable chunk of those on the left that you are going to have to bring on. The, the only thing I can see in a third party in Connecticut is that 
frustrated Republicans would certainly swarm to a new party that's truly constitutional. But the Democrats wouldn't even fall for it. They wouldn't even go in that direction. They, they would they would see that as an opportunity to uh, sort of dominate a fractured Republican Party. Well, there won't be a fractured Republican Party because of what, what I just described. Republicans are useless and have fall have <laughs> have uh, proven that time and again. And by the way, your number is an interesting one. What did you say? Mm-hmm. One hundred and seventy-five thousand. That's how much Bob Stefanowski, who would have been a spectacular governor and way Probably. better than what we have currently, sure. but but the party was not able to convey the message. And part of that is the history of argument that the Republicans don't make an argument for how they are a different party and what's wrong with the Democrats. So that argument, time and again, is not being made. It would be better to get no votes and have a candidate for every office who was out there arguing for the American system of government. It might not work right off the bat, but over time, the Democrats are driving the state off a cliff. They are doing a full-blown Thelma and Louise and driving that car right off the cliff. And at some point, the people in the state are going to realize, and there has to be a party that provides the one alternative that is necessary, and that is a party that represents the American system of government as advocated for and laid out by the founders in the, in the founding documents. And those principles remain permanently the ones we should be li- living by. And if we did, we wouldn't be robbed blind the way we are with $31 trillion in debt and uh, $150 billion in debt in Connecticut. Agreed. Okay, so let me ask this then. Do you believe that you can bring in a third party without addressing, like you need that Democrat constituency to come on board? How do you do like how do you do that? Because I believe that if you are a Democrat in this in this state, you are going to stick to voting that party in. And as I said to Pastor Will uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, Connecticut can afford its politics. And that's the reason why you haven't seen a Republican run house in what, 40 years is because it can afford whatever the, you know, the debt is, whatever the 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 well, uh, it can't. Well, no, this is the largest it, debtor state in the country. I agree, but but I look. Connecticut isn't—they're not dummies. They know the cliff that they're that they're driving. No, I over. don't think so. I think when you, you have really people, don't. yeah, when you have a governor who just first of all, there's no media coverage in the state, as you've had the chance to realize, yes. and and then you've got a governor who lies full time about what he's actually doing, what the government's actually doing. So between the fact that there's no counter-narrative for Mm -hmm. most people to ever hear, and you've got the governor putting out lies, which the the media repeats verbatim because they don't have any money to actually do any reporting, well, then you've got a tragic situation. So people don't realize, people, when he runs around saying, oh, I've saved the state, I turned it around, no one's che- people no don't one's know that's not true. Yeah, no, people aren't sort of checking him um, at the door. Well, even if oh, by the way, I have one other thing I want to say in response, yes, and that is an analogy for you. Imagine Reese, age sixteen, and oh. the most beautiful girl in school. He's decided he's going to take to the the prom. Prom. Mm-hmm. And but there's no ever. All his friends say, "What are you soft? She's never going to go out with you." <laughs> And you say, oh, that's what I was thinking, but I want to give it a try. 
And you don't go into it listening to all those arguments. You go into it saying, I know that she would like me if we got to know each other. Right. Oh no, no. I'm listen. I'm, and that's I, how I'm going. I have no I idea what I'm talking to about. Who on your parade? Trust All me, right. I'm not. I'm just trying to understand because I think that the biggest obstacle that I find in that third party argument. In fact, I just talked about this on my podcast yesterday mm-hmm. with Ross Perot. I, I believe that you know, uh, and Ralph Nader. We talked about both of them. Ralph Nader and, and Ross Perot. Ross Perot was, in essence, the albatross around Herbert Walker Bush's yes. next, where Ralph Nader was the albatross around um, uh, Al Gore's. Because these guys genuinely pull votes from a particular party. Ralph Nader will pull Yes, uh, and that's the trouble getting one launched. So exactly. th- those are two very different third-party candidates. Ralph exactly. Nader got like 2% of the vote in, exactly. in 2000 and, and causing Bush to get elected. And, exactly. But, but what... Um, the other guy, I just forgot his name. Is oh, Ro- Ross Perot. Ro- what Ross Perot did was proved it was possible oh, to have a viable third party. What did he get, 17% of the vote or something? Could, yeah, 17%. But again, I believe he did more damage to Herbert Walker Bush. In fact, statistically so. He did more damage to Herbert Walker Bush than he did to to uh, Bill Clinton. But that's where I'm concerned with it, with this, your third party. Yes, but, I'm but you have to do damage. So right. on a national basis, you have to do damage to the Republicans to start a pro-America party. But, and, I don't but believe that, that damage in- could have been worth it had Ross Perot actually been committed to the idea long term and made sure that the party he started moving forward was going to be a viable party and, and he'd stuck. You have to go through a couple of election cycles and build up of the following. Course. But – in the Connecticut, we don't have that risk because there is no Republican Party to damage. They've already <laughs> shot themselves in every body part that's available. I don't really believe that, but I'll tell you this. It, it's not – look, it's it's a lofty idea, and I'm sure you know that. However, I think that the only way that you can get – at least reach the goals that you hope to achieve is to get Democrats in Connecticut to leave that party – to and, and convince them enough to leave that party to join a third party, and, and just in Connecticut, as far, as far as I see, I just don't think that it's possible. Yeah, well, I won't ask them to join the party. I will ask them to join the pro-American movement and discard all the anti-American uh, politicians they've been supporting in the past. So it's a much easier, you know, it has to do with how you frame the argument. I'm thinking sure. that Reese and the whole Reese on the radio conglomerate. Could be in charge of making that argument to the Democrats. What do you think? Oh, I totally listen. There's nothing more that I love than to engage with the opposition party. I need to understand. I, I say it all the time. So, I want no, to understand how they think and why they well, think. Well, you can do that. What I want to do is in, I want to present people the argument that the founders made to the country on what it was that was necessary and would justify throwing off the British, the most powerful nation in the history of the world, with the most powerful military in the history of the world. And now we're at the point where America has become the British monarchy. Mm. Ned is King George. Joe Biden is King George. (laughs) We need to get out from under the knee on the neck and be free again. And there's no objection that validates, in my mind, the idea of of not pursuing it. Well, I believe that there's a start. And here's a start. Once you convince people, and I do believe that part of the reason why a lot of Democrats vote Democrat, and I could be wrong here, but I believe it, that a 
part of them is that believe they believe that government should be in charge. That in essence, they 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 almost, uh, as Loki says in the first Avengers movie, they they crave subjugation, to some degree. They want the government to answer their problems and save and and save them from themselves. I do believe that that's where that ideology or that liberal ideology comes from. Yeah, I suspect that's uh, peaking. Okay. Okay. I, look, I, like I said, I, it's always something I wanted to, when I heard about it, I went, what the heck is he doing? But yeah, I just now, don't think bankruptcy is going to be a winning uh, platform over the long term. And America, I don't either. America is bankrupt. Yeah, I, you know, we are. I, Reese, you are awesome. This was a great conversation. I know. I'm glad I had it with you. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it up. What's <laughs> going on? Uh, you're filling in again for me next week. Is that one? Yes. Is? In fact, of course, I'm going to um, be at the um, Avon Old Farms uh, Hotel. I'll yep. be there for the Salvation Army. Can't wait to do that. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, be all week after Christmas. In fact, I'm doing double duty uh, twice uh, during the week after Christmas. So I'll be wait doing two show. shows. Yeah, I'll be doing um, uh, filling in for Brian and company and in for you. Um, in fact, I'll be filling in for Tom Shattuck at 2 o'clock uh, up until the end of your shift. What? So. You're doing three shifts? Yep, I'm doing three. Stop it. Hey, come on, man. It's you an are an animal. Oh, man, I love it. Let's love see it. if uh, that's uh, three and a half hours for the morning show. Is that right? Yeah, plus, three and a half. Plus, I love waking up in the morning, man. Plus seven hours. Uh, okay. You well. You, we'll see if you can wake up in the morning no, after I'm, that. I'm waking up in the morning. There's a lot of people that don't wake up in the morning at all. <laughs> you do a lot of waking up. Thank you, Reese. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Check out Reese ReeseOnTheRadio.com and check him out when he's doing the fill-ins over the holidays. And we will call it a night. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget, we've got order up coming tomorrow, and we've got Mark Christopher right now in. What do we call it? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 